Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode. Benissimo, no? Mi fa piacere, guarda, io posso, posso parlare italiano quando ti pare. Is that okay? Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to the show, Running with Jake, the podcast. Your weekly dose of running motivation is back for more. We're going to get you ready, fired up. You are going to love life by the time you reach the end of this episode. I hope you have some time to listen to the end. We don't want you to kind of like listen in chunks. You know, just listen. You've got to just protect time sometimes, make time for yourself. We want you to listen from the beginning to the end because otherwise you're just going to lose like the thread. It's going to be confusing. We, we don't or often, we don't always make sense anyway. And I think if you're just listening to it in parts, in chapters... You're just messing with the whole system. Oh, but at the same time, you see, because I'm of two minds, whereby I appreciate that, you know, if you have a 20-minute drive to work and this is a 45-minute show, which is going to be a roundabout there, it's usually a roundabout there, you know, maybe you're going to spend, you know, 25 minutes going to work, it's a 20-minute drive, maybe five minutes in traffic in the morning, it's 25 minutes. You're not going to sit in the car for an extra 20 minutes, are you? Is that, is that what you're suggesting people should do? Because I don't know if that's too big a ask. Do you know what I mean? Well, actually, that would be, uh, that's a very good measure of, of, of the quality of the episode, isn't it? In fact, with all podcasts now, that's how, you know, the various podcasts I listen to, that's how I am going to measure how good they are. If... I am in the car and I arrive at said destination. I'm not quite at the end of the episode. Do I stay in the car? Do I miss and delay whatever it is I have on, yeah. <laughs> wherever it is I'm going? <laughs> and do I stay and just in the car, am I captivated by the content of that episode, of that podcast? That's a good question. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, it happened to me the other day with a podcast and it wasn't a running podcast and it wasn't our podcast, although obviously it would, I would stay in the car for our podcast, obviously, because I'd be concerned about how it sounded. But um, there's, a, there's a cracking podcast on BBC Sounds called Witch Hunt. Uh, no, Witch Farm. Witch Farm. Not Witch Hunt. That's not as good. Witch Farm. It's it's crazy, man. It's just like haunting stuff. And it's like... And I did stay in the car for about five minutes listening to this, like, like weird podcast about hauntings and, and scariness. And then when I got out of the car, it was dark and the lights on the car had already gone out because they got bored the car had got bored with me it just thought I'd, it had all gone to black <laughs> and then I got out of the car and I was like oh no and now I've got to put the bins around the back this is horrible <laughs> and then Terry the next door neighbour who's about 85 years old turned up and scared the shit out of me in a big way. Well, I had a big question then, actually. The first thing I thought, I said, I've got to ask Pete this question when you started that story. Uh, it wasn't about Terry and neighbour or anything like that. It was how are you spelling witch? But but I think you've answered the question because you keep saying it was like spooky and haunting and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W-I-T-C-H. Right. Witch farm. Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'll make a note of that. It's crazy. It's, it is, it's it is important, it's actually, to just have a little bit downtime. You know, this is a running podcast, but it's important that you, uh, as well as running and doing all the crazy stuff and work and spinning plates in life, you want to back off and make some time for yourself, whether that's listening to a show like this or listening to Witch which farm? Which 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 which, which, farm? which this thing? Which yeah, farm? this one. Um, which farm? What I'm doing at the moment is I'm reading finally at long last. I'm reading a book in bed that you've that you 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 gave me. Well, you didn't give me the book. I mean, I've had it that long. It feels like you gave well, it. We're going to give it back. Aren't I am going to give it, it back. Only a lending, yeah, yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're clear. But talking about kind of creating your own chapters in a podcast, I feel like I'm doing that with this book that I'm reading. So I'm I'm definitely reading in chunks. Now, of course, you don't get in bed. <laughs> Most of us, I imagine to read a book from cover to cover uh, unless it's like a Mr. Men book but with this one <laughs> I'm 
I, I, I like generally to read a whole chapter or, or or pretty much a whole chapter if I can when I'm in bed and then it's like, right, okay, now I'm going to turn the lights off, go to sleep. Sure, sure. Because it makes sense. Yeah, it it's a nice, nice sense. manageable chunk. Yeah, but I'm struggling, man. I'm like really struggling because mm. this book is the biggest book I have ever seen in my entire life. It's There's so many words on the page. Like the type is so small. The book is so heavy. Like... I really struggle to actually read it when I'm in bed. <laughs> Martina tells me off because I turn the page. It's too loud when I'm turning the pages because even the pages are heavy and they scrape <laughs> across the duvet. And she's like, you're reading that big book Pete gave you. I'm like, I am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't have that hard a time with that book, but you're right. I like things to be in manageable chunks, and the first thing I do whenever I start a new book is I flick through it to see how many, how long the chapters are. And if they're too long, I'm like, oh, no, I do need an opt-out point. And sometimes there'll be, like, big sort of gaps where there's an, it's a new paragraph, but it's like, you know, there's a scene change within a chapter. And for me, just make it into another chapter. Why haven't you made it into another chapter? What's wrong with you? I totally get that. I'm on board with that. I like opt-out points myself. Opt-out points are normally chapters, but with your books, it's like a paragraph. If I can read a paragraph <laughs> before falling asleep, I'm a happy man. Yeah, yeah. Now, which book, which book are you talking about, by the way? This is Console Wars. This is the big battle. Oh, the big yes. battle between yeah. Nintendo and Sega. I don't know if anybody listening has, has read this book, but actually, it is. it, it, it strikes me as a very interesting book. If I could just get past the foreword, if I could just finish that <laughs> and start the main book, I've only been reading it three months. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. Well, here we are then. Obviously, it's the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. We're chilling out. I'm in the cupboard, which is the recording studio. Um, Pete, you're very comfortable in your real studio at home in Mickelover in Derby. You look very cosy. You are connecting on Zoom. And we have we have a guest waiting in the wings. Now, I'm a little bit confused. Do I how do I introduce today's oh, guest? Is it a guest? How are you confused? Is it a I think I don't, know, I don't know if it's a guest. I think it's a fixture, to be I honest. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a guest. It's not like a textbook guest is it i mean it's not following a format it's not following a format no but i'll tell you one thing jay we keep referring to it as it <laughs> and we need to be careful with that do. because you keep you started doing that not me i could be in trouble i could be in big mm. trouble if i don't stop that look today's guest i am very <laughs> excited I, i'm probably not quite as excited as as the guest is to be perfectly honest with you but today's guest is none other than my girlfriend martina who is joining us from the next room <laughs> hey marty how's it going you can talk now. We've been through this before we started. We, we explained the whole process. We're on Zoom. If you need to speak, by the way, because I know you Italians, you, when you really go through it, you get all animated. We're on Zoom. If you want to speak, you just have to press a little button where you raise your hand. And then Pete, as the producer of the show, will uh, will will allow you to ask a question, and then that's how we do things on the show. Is that all right? You, exactly. You got, you, got, you got the rules? Yeah, no, that's the problem, because I already wanted to say a lot of things, but I'm stopping myself. <laughs> Marty, it concerns me, right? It really concerns me that you're in the same house right now as Jake, yet you're not you're not together. 
you're not recording together, you're not huddled around a microphone together, because I did say to Jake earlier, I said, why don't you both get huddled really nice and close to the microphone? Yeah, you've got to be close to the microphone, but at the end of the day, you know, you live together, you're together, it's not going to be uncomfortable or weird, and Jake's going, yeah, yeah, it will be, I don't want that to happen. And I'm like, what? what's <laughs> going, that, what's that, going but on the here? only reason... What's going on? Look, you have seen the size of this cupboard, there is no way we can get <laughs> another person in here. It's just never going to happen. So yes, Martina is, the, is in the next room you're in the cozy office i hope you're looking after my office space by the way yeah i'm here i know you with your coffee mugs and stuff you're good with the coffee like yeah great i mean i can't see you on zoom and we are in the same house so it's pretty like cool yes weird it's weird it is a bit weird weird. look you were really excited to chat to us on the show like and it is totally bonkers because obviously we talk running all the time Uh, regular listeners of the show will know that it is like coaching on tap we talk about running pretty much every day since the day that we we met so people do know quite a lot about you and your running and your journey and regular listeners will know about valencia this weekend which is the idea was that we sign up for, for valencia marathon we both wanted to race it do as well as we could training was going very very well you were in good shape you were feeling good and then mm. and <laughs> then what happened and where are you well, I'm in. in the house, the anyway, know. but yeah, what, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, I don't know, I just got injured in my calf and then, yeah, it's now five weeks, basically. I was doing really well and then one week I've done probably more mileage than I needed to or more fast stuff and then, yeah, now I can basically run i mean i can run a little bit as you know but it's yeah stopping me and as you know i don't deal well with injuries it's difficult though isn't it because we speak about this a lot as in you and i marty speak about this a lot pete and i we speak about it on the show and i I talk about it with my runners all the time when you want to do really well in something training wise especially running especially running i think because of the injury rate where running's concerned if you want to do really well you, you you sort of need to push things a bit you need you know good volume of training under your belt you need to be able to do those faster quality sessions and increase your fitness to be able to do what you want to do but then there's always a risk that you're going to get a little bit too close to that threshold of injury and worst case worst scenario is you step over it you breach that threshold and then you end up injured the problem with yourself though and we had a good chat the other night about this didn't we yeah but you're not fully injured no. You're not f- so that's like a really it's quite a tricky place to be in, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, as you say, like I can't run, and I, I tried, but then you're like, oh, should I go again? But then if it gets worse, and then you you get frustrated because it's it's the the physiotherapist obviously doesn't know as what to tell you apart that is like a little like stress. But related but it's not a fracture it's not so yeah it's really difficult but um i think i found them now i did a little bit better than i did before i don't know if you if you agree but usually just for people who don't know me i get really frustrated when i cannot run and probably it's because i've i've swimmed all my life and i'm not used to you know, not to be in, to be injured and not train as much. So it's something completely new. And um, so 
having something that stops you to to do what you want to do and to achieve your goals is really hard for me and also as you know so i i want to do the same things as you because obviously we do the things together we do the things that we love doing it together and not being able to do it with him um, makes me even more frustrated. So yeah, overall, um, it's not something that I deal well with. I think you said earlier, you know, I don't know if you, you would agree. Um, obviously, we have spoken a lot about this. And I am impressed with how you have dealt with it. Because it isn't easy. And people listening to this will totally get that. Well, just Just being injured anyway, whether they've got a race coming up or not is miserable and then if you've got a race coming up it's it makes it harder and then if it's something like a marathon i think it's potentially harder and the reason i say that is because of the distance of the marathon and the nature of the training that's involved you can't do them all the time I mean, people do don't need to do a few marathons back to back or whatever but if you're really going to go for it you can't sort of drop you know several marathons in a year so for that reason i think it makes it like really difficult but you have definitely dealt with it yeah. because I'm, it's 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 all in the mind, isn't yeah, it? I it's think, all in the mind. Yeah, I think the more I see people who I they get injured, and the more I like I, being objective, I understand them, and I, and I I would I would love to, to to tell them, I'm sorry, this can happen because he's running, you know, try and get over it, don't worry. But then when it happens to me, I cannot make that process. But then because, of course, being in your world, then I've seen lots of people going through this. And, and then I think about my, me being objective with them. And then so, so then when it have, so now I think I'm starting to get better to try and be objective with myself as well. And also I think because maybe I had an exam and a lot of things we work that allowed me to sw- switch the focus a little bit on yeah not being able to train as much and do as well as I could and I think this is you know I'm being very very open now but I always want to like be the best and I've always been like this in my life like I can't accept to fail in anything and it's good but it's also a limit because it puts me in a mental like pressure cooker all the time and when I know that I cannot be my best and be the best as I can it's just yeah I, I lose confidence in myself and I get frustrated so I think this is the reason why I don't deal well with with injuries but now maybe that I've got I had the exam and then I could put all the best of myself in the exam then the training didn't matter as much so yeah I think it's just um, probably that's why you saw me more relaxed about that (laughs) we've only got so much energy haven't we and I suppose capacity maybe is a better way to describe it and You've only got so much you can give and demand of yourself. And obviously not you, Marty, but just all of us. Yeah. And if we do try, and if you're wired the way you're wired, which we know, obviously, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of type A personality driven, you know, throw throw Italian into the mix as well. And you're just up yeah, for it all exactly. the time. It, it, because you, you know, because you're always on the go and you, you're so driven, 
you can't excel at everything that if you take on too much you can't yeah. you demand the best of yourself but actually something has to give doesn't it somewhere yeah, and, I think um, and it's not easy it's not easy when you're spinning the plates yeah you're right and it's difficult to accept it if you're not that person like i'm not that person that wants to do okay this is okay you know if i do something i'm doing it at the best ever i can and obviously it cannot always happen in life and probably you know there are a lot of people like this but also a lot of people who think them that i'm crazy um but yeah it's it's difficult sometimes being like this i mean obviously it brings you good satisfactions not not satisfactions not the right word how do you say in english like the the achievements, achievements I, I think it yeah. is satisfaction as well mm. isn't it the, the personal satisfaction but from that achievement i guess knowing you as i do yeah no exactly so yeah it's a shame for valencia but um yeah let's see i don't even know if i'm gonna finish it so <laughs> well this is something else i want to talk to you about because we we talk as we've said many times we we talk a lot about this stuff but i also think that's quite important because as you know, it's like with the runners that I coach. I don't just ask them how they feel about a certain thing or how an injury is or what their expectations are of a certain race or training session once and that's it. You've got to repeat those conversations, don't you? Because things do change, things evolve, things get better, things get worse or, or neither. You know, they don't fall into one of those categories, good or bad, better or worse. They just change and evolve and shift. So it's always being, I think reactive to a degree but also understanding where you are at any one time so for me as a coach it's understanding where my runners are at any one time for people that perhaps don't have have a coach or maybe you know if they have a if they do have a coach and obviously it's the coach to understand where they are but but you can reflect on that yourself and just picking up on something that you said earlier the word that you used and i really i love this and i try to do this myself and i can really relate to the comments you made when when you're talking about being objective and looking at things objectively, right? Because, you know, you, you're you a smart girl, you look at the things, you understand, you get it. And if it was somebody else coming to you, knocking on your, on your door saying, Marty, what do you think about this? Whether you knew them or not, you could ask the right questions to get the information to then provide them with an objective, logical, not necessarily an out-and-out -out solution. Let's say it's somebody doing a marathon, they're injured, you know, same situation as yourself. It might not be this great magical solution, but you could be quite pragmatic in stepping back, looking at it objectively. So, well, actually, maybe this is, have you thought about this? This might be a better course of action and would ultimately get you feeling better. But when it's down to yourself, it's just so bloody hard, isn't it? Pete, can you look at things objectively, like your, so when it's related to yourself? Not, and that can be running or not running or training or anything in life. Because I think it's quite a... Is it a skill? Because it's not easy when it's you, is it? We've all got great advice until it comes down to us. I think it's really hard, actually. I really do. I think it's the trickiest thing. And I've always had a really hard time doing that. And for years. And like my life changed quite a lot, I don't know, three or four years ago when I um, left my... A place of employment where I was for years and became self-employed and started running my own little business. And it's only at that point that you start to, that I started to notice that, that I sort of started to notice, you know, my own sort of issues and, and work on them. Because you've got to, haven't you, in that environment? You know, you can like rock but work and do your stuff and you've been doing it for 20 odd years and you know what you're doing, that's simple. You get paid at the end of the day, but when you uh, run your own business, you're always trying to tweak it and see how you can make it better or more relatable or whatever. And I think you have to sort of do that and look at yourself as well because you're at the centre of the business. So I only did it because I think I probably had to, to kind of to force survive. Yeah, I get that. 
I get that. And mm. it's, it's, it's yeah. as soon as emotion is start, begins to be wrapped in anything that we're doing, you know, and some of us are perhaps more emotional than emotional than 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 others, just as a you know kind of a, in of nature, in nature as it were. But I think we can all have those moments where we're in the emotional mind versus the wise, logical, you know, pragmatic, objective mind. And I think if we could find a way to, yeah, this is perhaps a little deep, isn't it? But sometimes we get like this on the podcast, as you know. But it just if we can find a way to shift a shift that focus a little more, sometimes almost like flick a switch, it would be amazing, wouldn't it? Just to suddenly think objectively about any problem or issue we have in life, whether it's running related or otherwise. Because I think when it's other people, you can just offer good advice, can't you? Sound advice, even if it's somebody you really care about, and there's love involved in that relationship so like with you marty a great point like, yeah i'm a coach but even if i wasn't a coach i think i'm experienced enough to offer some real sound advice to you does that make sense so even if i didn't do all the coaching qualifications stuff i could still offer some sound advice but the nature of our relationship obviously the emotions and feelings that i have for you how can i it, it I could easily let that run away with me, but I can still be objective. I can still yeah. find a way to just offer that sound advice. It is hard. It is hard. It is so hard. And I think that this is what I feel, and it's a really weird like feeling because, you know, you can listen to a lot of objective advice. It's like I do with you when you give me when you give me your your opinion, and I say, okay, yeah, this makes sense. But I'm still wrapping to the emotion when I listen to you. Instead, when I, when I try and look objective to myself, like I literally, I promise you, imagine myself, like my, my soul <laughs> going upstairs, not upstairs, like in the sky and looking like, you know, the Christmas <laughs> movie where there is the ghost who looks in the window of the guy. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. So, yes. so then <laughs> I look at myself objectively and I said, okay, you know, Uh, this is really stupid that you get so frustrated you 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 cry because you're you're injured you know if you if this was your friend and what would you say okay fine you've done great training great marathons now you cannot do one great million millions of people are as you are and you, you you so then when i do this by myself and yeah i feel better even if it lasts for as you know probably five minutes but it's um, it makes actually the difference compared to listen to someone else giving you an advice which is also you know very good but it switches something i feel at least for me i i think i think it's perfect sense actually and the thing i thought about there when you mentioned it is we often ask our guests as you know weekly dose of running motivation what does the word motivation mean to you Motivation is a funny one, isn't it? I feel like I'm a good motivator. I feel like I can motivate people. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. Yeah, bloody hell. That's the idea. You know, I want to get people <laughs> lifted and fired up and go for it. But it, it's got to be, that drive has to be there somewhere, that reason inside them in the first place. It has to be somewhere in there, doesn't it? Because otherwise, it ha all I'm doing is reminding them, bringing it to the surface, perhaps repackaging or reframing certain setbacks and stuff in a, in, a, in, a, in a more positive way. So they feel that drive and it keeps them on track and they feel more motivated to use that word again. So I think when it comes to like trying to be objective and, and as you say, like 
you know, you, you can look at yourself and you can try and have this chat with yourself or you listen to what I say, it's still got to come from inside you. So I think there are times where we all need to have that moment with ourselves. Does that make sense? Wherever that is and whatever the actual issue is, whether it's running or another problem in life, just that conversation. Yeah. Because the, the, and I don't know if this phrase translates into, in, into Italian, Marty, whether you've got an equivalent, but it's like the penny needs to drop. It's like all of a sudden you go, Oh, now I've got it because I've I've had that dialogue. I've had that conversation with myself. Now I oh I get what Jake's been saying, been going on at me about yeah, for weeks, for yeah. example. It's actually really hard, isn't it? Because when you're naturally wired and you've been doing something a certain way and you you've been of a certain mindset for, you know, however many years, for for your entire life or and and then you realize and like you say the penny drops, actually this makes sense for me to do this and it makes sense for me to to, to behave this way while you're thinking to yourself it makes sense to behave this way and while you can take yourself out and you can look at yourself from above and go hang on you're being irrational or what you're doing isn't quite right and while you're consciously thinking about that it makes absolute sense but when you're back in your own body and you're conditioned by all of your experiences and your personality and everything that's ever happened to you in your entire life it's really really hard to continue like that so it is a, a whole it's a systemic issue isn't it yeah also another technique that it works for me just to try and step out of the emotional mind that it might be helpful uh, helpful for people is like try and mm. like think about my self-care like love myself in the sense that okay i'm frustrated i cry because i have an injury i'm like literally so angry sometimes that i want to smash something probably because i got so much italian fire in my stomach but yeah so then <laughs> i'm in the cupboard and i'm scared now exactly. i feel protected but i'm, I'm not really no. am i let's be honest yeah but then you know, I try to think, okay, love yourself, Martina. If you, you behaving like this, it's only make you worse and it's not gonna like um, fix your injury or, or, or anything. So yeah, I, that is also what I try to think that I, I need to love myself and be kind with myself and not get frustrated because I got injured and I cannot be my best. It's the first step and you have to keep reminding mm. yourself of that constantly all day long in order to behave completely rationally and that whole breaking stuff thing marty is not just italian it's also a derby oh. thing i broke a fence Ooh. i broke and, it, and then i realized it was the neighbor's fence and then i went oh bugger and now i've got I to fix it, it. <laughs> let off some steam honestly you, you you've obviously got you must have some italian blood in you somewhere pete that's clearly yeah. what it is <laughs> going around smashing that. up your neighbor's fence you, you mentioned like loving yourself like oh man i mean how how important is that and how hard is that and you know the thing i think about with with discussions around this sort of subject and i don't want this to be misunderstood here but it's almost like when people don't love themselves it's almost like self-harming when people give themselves a hard time for something oh i've gone to you know going to valencia like i'm aiming at racing valencia and i don't, I don't do as well as i would like to do in the race and there's a problem or i don't work as hard or something whatever or i've missed a training session or anything like that you start to give yourself pressure you start to like not say very nice things about yourself you know this is 
how it can be for people. And and the classic question of, well, would, would you talk to your best friend like that? Would you talk to your mum like that? Would you talk to your husband or your wife or your partner or whatever, whoever like that? No, the answer is no, you wouldn't. So why do you treat yourself like that? I don't think it's easy, but I think just having that mindset of, like you say, look, you know, I need to love myself here, especially when it comes to, I believe this, especially when it comes to things that are hobbies, choice, whether it's running or something else, we choose to do this bloody thing. Do we really want to beat ourselves up and give ourselves such a hard time that we take all the love out of it? You know, there's enough stress elsewhere in life. And just picking up on what you said, Pete, about, you didn't use this phrase, but this is what came to mind. It's almost like reverting to type, isn't it? So you go, you, you default back to how you are wired, hardwired, perhaps. You know, you say, well, you, you have those moments where you're objective and you have the conversation, you're logical, pragmatic, take the emotion out of it. You're in the wise mind. But then all of a sudden, another day passes and you're back to being frustrated because you've run out of milk or you're stuck in traffic or, you know, the run didn't go as planned. In those situations, and by the way, I haven't mastered this. As you both know, but in those situations... <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, have my rele- I, I know where to release my frustration, as you both nod on camera here. So in those situations, when you do revert back to how you are kind of hardwired, I think it's really important you don't give yourself a hard time about that. Because everybody trips up, don't they? Everybody slip, slips up, quote-unquote for want of a better expression. And, and okay, I'm in the wise mind, great, you know, I can make good decisions about Valencia and injury and it's not the end of the world and worse things happen at sea and I put it in perspective. But then the next day you're frustrated again about something, not giving yourself a hard time for, for feeling like that. Because emotions, they, they come and go, don't they? Good or bad emotions, they all come and go. Marty, I, w- I want to ask about Valencia. Where are we? This is not like a false chat. This is a genuine chat because I'm going to ask you anyway today. I figure I may as well do it on the show. It's Monday and... We're going Thursday. The race is Sunday. What's going it's on? It's a shame I can't swear here because we are on show. But anyway, I'm... Um, well, Say whatever you want, Martin. <laughs> it's fine. Um, what am I doing? So I think I'm going to start it because we are there and I want to train a little bit. I know it's selfish, but like... I'm going to have so many payas. Basically, I booked all the restaurants in Valencia. So, yeah, <laughs> I need to train. And pro- I, I see, meaning I don't think I will finish it because my calf is still a bit painful. But I, try, I, I will be smart in the sense that I won't make my situation worse. So as soon as I feel it, I then stop if i feel that i can carry on great and obviously i would love to finish it and i don't care about timing it will be run walk so it was just gonna be enjoy you said i know it's selfish yeah but i'm going to start the race i'm going to do it i know it's selfish why did you say that that's that's a very good point because actually it's all i'm only doing this for myself um selfish in the non-rational mind for the non-rational like not self it's difficult to explain actually but like if i if to be honest if i look at it objectively i probably should can, can i just sorry just to say marty yeah. if you want to just explain it in italian 
I mean, I'm sure people can like it. use Google Translate when they listen to the show or something. It doesn't matter. Pete will be all right, won't it? Is that, is that, is that? Yeah, it'll be fine. Right? It'll be fine. If you, if you speak in Italian, Marty, very, um, very carefully, what I'll do is I will uh, run that audio into Google Translate and then we'll have a computerized translation. If that oh, would sì, help. Oh, sì, benissimo. No, mi fa piacere. Guarda, io posso, posso parlare italiano quando ti pare. Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll see. We'll okay. find out. Okay, great. We'll give, we'll give it our best <laughs> shot. It's not selfish at all. I don't think it is selfish. I think it's really interesting that you highlighted it and said that it was selfish and used that word. And I think we've said before... There's actually nothing wrong with looking after yourself and a little bit of, you know, I want to do this. Hell, man, you've earned it. You know, how much have you worked recently, Marty? How much stress have you been under with your vet exams and all of that stuff? You know, you are a high-achieving person, and you've said it yourself, that you want to be as good as you can possibly be. And you kick your own arse up hill and down dale in order to do yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. And you deserve it. You, mate, you're on holiday. You're going to bloody Valencia, Woo, for God's thank sake. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You totally, des- you totally deserve that. You really do. But also, I'd be interested to hear and, and just sort of turn this on its head, really, I guess, is you guys normally run together. You've trained together. You're of a, a pretty similar level, which I think is a, a perfect storm, really. It's a perfect situation because you're in a relationship together. You get on, you talk about the same stuff, you run together and you finish together, which is beautiful. Um, but how will that be for you, Jake? Uh, you're in Valencia, uh, Marty. You'll be setting off. You'll be doing a run, walk, run, walk, run, walk, and taking it easy to some extent. But really, there's that part of you that thinks, "Hell, I won't be taking it that easy." No, I'm going to kick her ass. Game on. That's it. Head you. down. Come on, man. This is <laughs> in my. Will, will this is my pressure? moment will to shine. Will there be any pressure to start together? Will there be any pressure to do it together? Will there be anything, or will you just be going for that PB? Because let's be honest, right? As far as your PBs are concerned, Jake, you're in a really good state to put one in. But at the same time. You're in your early 40s. Thanks for the reminder, Peter. I This is an important one for you. So look, here's the deal, and we have spoken about this in great length. Uh, we, we are in a very good place, and we are both... And this is really true, isn't it, Marty? We, we are both managing our expectations, which I think is always important. Yeah. Always, 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 injury or not. Um, so in the case of Marty, I mean, you can perhaps expand on this a little bit more, uh, but you are feeling... Like, you've adjusted mentally in your mind, haven't you? You've got a game plan. And we said the other night, and I'll come on to me in a second, Pete, but we said the other night that, for Marty, it's now about the new challenge. Because remember, if you're listening to this and you've set yourself some lofty goal of racing, PBs, whatever, it it's the challenge, really, that excites you. That If you really think about that, it's, well, will I get a PB, will I not? That's a challenge, isn't it, if you're chasing a PB? And it's the challenge and the... The achievement of that challenge, hopefully, that I think brings about all those wonderful emotions. So so there, the answer is, if you can't really do, if you can't set the challenge that you really want to set yourself, like in an ideal scenario because training's not going to plan, you've got a bit of an injury, set yourself a new challenge. You're still going to, there's still a great chance that you're going to achieve all those wonderful emotions. And you've been able to do that, Marty, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, however, I have to say... This is a really difficult challenge for me because it's a challenge that I hate. Like, I love a challenge of being better than, like, going for a PB. But for me, a challenge or a challenge of, oh, am I be able to finish it? Is doesn't work for my mind. Like, I, I it's difficult to explain, 
but for me, it's not a pleasant challenge. So it would be amazing if I can still feel feeling those emotion, those nice emotions at the end of this challenge because it's not it's not something that I'm looking forward to. I don't know if I, if if it comes across in the right way, but it's not. Um, yeah, it's not a nice challenge for me. I would push back on this, and I think and and I. I stand to be corrected. Let's see what happens after Valencia. But if you finish Valencia, and you're smart enough, you know, we've spoken about this, not to, to you wouldn't push and risk injury, further injury. If there's a problem, you're going to stop. You know, you, you are still running now, but you just miss lots of training and you don't feel completely free when you're doing sessions and you miss long runs and things. But if you complete Valencia, irrespective of the time, and you finish it well, as in safely, injury-free, I'm going to ask you how you feel. And I'll ask you your genuine reaction, like your immediate response post-race. And I'd be very surprised if you didn't feel amazing. Now, it might not be the same as a PB or or, or maybe it will be. Yeah. We, we don't know. I, I'm, I'm very curious to know how you will and feel. And to be honest, me, myself, because I never experienced this, and I actually w- I hope that I, I'm going to feel amazing because, you know, also, like I promise you, for my for my own mind, it's really tiring asking from myself always the best. I hope to feel amazing to just, uh, you know, basically wing a marathon. And you know what I mean? I really hope so. Because then uh, there will be other times where I will be, oh, maybe my, my goal will just be to finish it rather than, oh, I've got to smash the PB. Is that the first time you've used the phrase wing it? Because you, yes. you have a habit of this, don't you? You just throw these random phrases in. And <laughs> yes. like, you've, it's the first time you've used that. Sometimes you're in the right place, sometimes no, no, you're not it's, at all. Yeah, it's, it's actually my second time I've used the word. But I love it because sometimes I re- once I realise what a word means and I like it, then I start to say it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Just, just, I love that. I think as well, the not necessarily the problem... But I think an important consideration when it comes to wanting the best out of yourself, because again, I think there's lots of people that can relate to that. So you're driven, you want the best out of yourself and you want to challenge, but you can set that bar. You can define, you have the ability, we all have the ability to define what that challenge is and what it therefore means about us. Because if you really get quite deep about it, these things that I think that's you start to look at well why what's the reason behind okay the challenge this is a challenge it excites me great why does it what is it about that challenge what does it mean what story does it tell you know all that kind of stuff I guess it does get quite deep but I think it's important to really have the awareness that because things aren't going to be plain sailing and sometimes you will face challenges that you don't want like you've got a challenge on your hands now and you had through training dealing with this setback you know mentally emotionally that whole in a place of anxiety am I going to be able to do the race am I not going to be able to do the race waking up in the morning feeling the cough can I feel it today that first step out of bed do I oh maybe oh maybe it's not as bad as it was yesterday maybe I try and run today all that which is just causes chaos in the mind so I do think if you're listening to this and you have a race that you're working towards and you've training's not gone to plan maybe you've got a bit of a niggle like Marty, you've seen a physio, but there's no real clear answer. 
just be very, very mindful of loving yourself, as we've spoken about, thinking about the long term. You don't want to keep pushing and pushing and then end up fully injured where you never run again. But also you can shift the challenge. You can set the challenge. I think that's very important. Pete, I'm just going to come back to what you mentioned. You asked, you asked obviously, about me for, for Valencia. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it would be wicked if we were both on that starting line together, running together, yeah? It really would. Um, we've got Michael, you. one of my runners, over in Valencia as well. He's like a seasoned Valencia marathoner. He's been quite a few times, so uh, it's going to be really good to see him there. But we're all just doing our own thing. So my intention is to do as well as I can. And I know that sounds a bit a bit vague and a bit woolly, but that is absolutely my goal. It's looking pretty warm, isn't it, yeah. Marty? So I think it's going to be a great experience, mm. but we need to factor that into it. So I'm just going to race it myself, Pete, see how it goes. I'm going to stick to my game plan. And importantly, I said this to myself today, just on a, a really easy, like, four-mile jog obviously race week now just back in right off and i've just sort of mulling over valencia i just want to work hard and 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 irrespective of whether it's warm obviously i'll stay safe or whether the pace is what i want it to be dream pace or any of that i just want to work hard and that's my challenge that's my goal for myself And, and i will know once i've crossed the line if i've given it everything or if actually i didn't work as hard as i could have worked or i let it go or when the going got tough did i really like dig in you know, and keep going. So that's kind of my, that's my, that's my goal. Um, and then obviously have paella afterwards, Marty. Oh that's God. kind of what we're doing. Seriously, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now you're talking my language exactly. all of a sudden. Enough of that running rubbish. What are you going to eat? You know? I think that's the only reason she's going still, to be honest. That's the only reason Marty's going to be on that plane is the paella. <laughs> Marty, I feel that even though you are my girlfriend and you're in the next room, I feel like we should, treat you like we treat all of our guests because i feel that is only professional on the podcast your weekly dose of running motivation fair enough so on that note oh god no on that note marty it's been a pleasure having you on the show today we asked a bit weird now all of our guests this question are you ready for the question I guess I'm ready i already know what it is this is your (laughs) weekly dose of running motivation but Martina Cambruzzi, okay. what does the word motivation mean to you? Okay, it is a difficult question, but for me, it's just a fire that I can I can really feel it in my stomach, and it dry it drives me so much, and I I will do everything it takes to yeah to do what I want to achieve because of that fire. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, it's been a pleasure. I guess I'll see you in a minute. Oh, God, OK. Running with Jake, the podcast. And there you have it. My girlfriend, Martina, on the show as a guest. That felt a bit odd, actually. I'll be honest. That was a bit... It was different. It was a new experience for me. I've seen her and heard her in a new light. I know, I know. She was great. She uh, she, she really was. She was brilliant. And um, I, I, I loved Marty to the bits anyway, but I really even warmed to her even further during that. And you know the, the bit where you offered her the chance to speak in her native tongue? Yes. Um, because she was kind of struggling to, to express herself in English for that, that brief moment. And you said, oh, speak Italian. Uh, and, and I said, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, speak Italian. And then what we'll do is we'll pop the Google Translate thing on. Well, I did pop the Google Translate thing on, Jake. And as it, as it turns out, what she said, <laughs> I was expecting something really deep, you know, because she was like struggling for, struggling for the words. I was expecting something really deep. Yeah, she was open. She she was very open in the conversation. She was very open, and and because mm. of that, I was expecting something really deep, and I, I was expecting the Italian people to um, 
to enjoy that and then, you know, for us to enjoy it through the, the wonders of Google Translate. Let me play you what she said. Oh, you feel great. I'm glad. Look, I'm speaking Italian when you want. <laughs> I thought that I, would be like some deep stuff. Is I... It's <laughs> just... Marty's having a laugh at us, and not only that, but also so are all the other Italians right now. Is that Google Translate? Is that how it sounds? I so I don't use yes. Google Translate because I... Well, obviously, I have my own kind of personal translator at home when I want to speak Italian. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Marty, can you... Uh, what does this mean? What does this mean? I heard this. Your dad <laughs> said this to me, and I gave this response. Was that right? And she usually tells me, no, it wasn't right, and I made a fall out of myself. But that just sounds very... Like, is, is she on drugs? Is Google Translate on drugs? I mean, that just sounds very odd. <laughs> it's not a real person, but you're right. I can understand that. I mean, it does sound to it me does like sound she a bit slowed weird. down a little bit. Mm, yeah, mm, but I think hey so. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, good chat with Marty, though. Good job. So what you're saying is we've had a great chat with Martina as a guest, but we're not entirely sure whether or not she's helped strengthen our relationship with our lovely Italian listeners. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that's pretty much the situation there. Talking of strengthening relationships... Rob got in touch recently, one of our Patreons. Yeah, he did, yeah, absolutely. Rob's a patron. If you want to become one yourself and you do want to pay for this craziness that we call a podcast <laughs> or a podcast, uh, you can do runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and just click on the Patreon banner at the top. Thanks very much, Rob. Obviously, all the, the Patreon people who we have uh, have their first chance to ask questions ahead of people who get it for free. And and Rob did email us the other day, mate. Did you see this? Um, he's got a, a question for you. And he just says, I do have a question for the Ask Jake part of the show. I've started looking at my heart rate. I'm trying to stay in zone two for my easy runs. I struggle to keep it down without walking. I'm following a beginner's marathon plan. Should I repeat one of the training blocks until I can stay in zone two without walking, or should I follow the program to build the fitness? And then he goes on to say, I appreciate it might be difficult to answer the question without you knowing me, but any tips will be greatly received. I did work my max heart rate by running flat out and seeing how high I could push it. It's a lot higher than the minus age formula. A lot of that didn't make any sense to me, but I'm sure it did to you. Please answer it. Rob, that's a great question. I think it's going to be a lot of use to a lot of people training on heart rate and following plans. So look, there's a few thoughts I have. First of all, the minus age formula, absolutely. Uh, 220 minus your age is your theoretical maximum heart rate. Some people may be familiar with that. Listen to this now. Uh, it is only theory. So it's better to do a proper test yourself. You can do that. There's various ways you can follow a, a format to give you the maximum heart rate. Or you can test, get tested in a physiology lab, which is probably the most accurate. So I would say, Rob, that you need to be sure what your zone two is. That's really, really, really important because if you're following a beginner's marathon plan and actually staying in zone two, you're just having to walk like so much. Um, I would be very, very careful with how strict, strictly you follow that. I would trust rate of perceived exertion more. So that's basically how hard do you feel that you're working? You know, if the programme says, look, Rob, you need to be running easy here and you're going, OK, I get that. I'll stay in zone two. But actually you're having to walk based on your heart rate zones. Then go on feel. Make sure it feels easy. That's what I would say. And the other thing is absolutely uh, do not be afraid to repeat certain blocks of training. Now, you have to be careful if you're working towards a particular event or target. So if you're not doing like a, let's say, classic 
couch to 5k in which case it doesn't really matter when you start and finish the program if you're working towards a marathon which it sounds like you are then you need to make sure that everything lines up and you're doing the right training at the right time but yeah absolutely never being afraid to take you know one step back to take two steps forward is always important i hope that helps keep supporting the show rob and don't forget to let us know how you're going with your marathon training. I'll be intrigued to see how things unfold. Sounds super exciting. If you have a question, then it's hashtag AskJake, or you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of another episode of Running With Jake, the podcast. I am off now to pack for the Valencia Marathon on Sunday. I may even throw in Pete's book and get through a paragraph or two on the Saturday before just to help you know wind down <laughs> switch off chill out and a few bicep curls with the world's heaviest book have a great week of running stay safe see you on the other side oh and one more thing a good laugh and a long run the two best cures for anything anything